Welcome in to the Desktop GM's Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Anthony Maldonado. I'm here as as always with uh, Mr. Taylor Strick. How are you doing, sir? I am doing well. Good to be back. Uh, putting the over-under at five distractions tonight. Where are we at on that? Over. Definitely taking the over. <laughs> Smash <laughs> the over. I thought five was reasonable. No, I already heard a cat before we started. I'm smashing the over. <laughs> And then I'm also joined by Mr. Brandon Murphy. How are you doing tonight, sir? Doing fine. Lovely, uh, lovely fall evening here in Austin, Texas. Yes. Well, let's talk. Uh, let's talk football. I don't think we have much to beat around the bush about. We had a great week of football. Um, we're gonna we're gonna each share one of our best things, worst things, and then something we're really looking forward to. Uh, for week three so I'm gonna get it started with the best thing about week two Uh, and for me it was the Miami Baltimore game Uh, I'm sorry Murph I know that one probably hurt but um, just I was watching red zone they had score updates every once in a while Baltimore's blowing them out in the fourth quarter and then and also I'm playing Tyreek Hill in fantasy this week and I'm liking my chances and then all of a sudden I look down and Tyreek Hill has 36 points and we're going to the game and you know it's it's it was a crazy game crazy finish two attack of Iloa 469 yards six touchdowns um and Lamar Jackson four on the in other the fourth side, quarter I'm four in the fourth quarter and Lamar Jackson, 318 yards and three touchdowns uh, with a touchdown on the ground. 118 on the ground. I mean, just an absolutely amazing game. Um, the wide receivers in this one. Tyreek Hill, 190 yards and two touchdowns. And Jalen Waddle, 171 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, basically Tua was just throwing it up to, to Waddle and Tyreek. And they were both just coming down with it in the end zone. And yeah, to watch well, the fourth I, quarter of that one was uh, – that was a great game. Yeah, it was um, – you know, once the once the dam burst and the Ravens, the Ravens secondary had some injuries and it was – you know, you can't have rookies out there against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. I don't care who's throwing them the ball. But uh, and even on the receivers on the other side too. I mean, Andrews was over a hundred with a touchdown, and so was Rashad Bateman. So it was, if you had players in that, or if you had you know one of the six players in that game, you were doing all right. Yeah, and, and but, Duvernay started the game out. What didn't he start out the game? With oh a, yeah, a kick return the for a touchdown, three yard kick return. I G- mean, yeah, it was. I feel pretty. Uh, you know the. We lost uh, another. The Ravens lost another outside linebacker, so the injuries are. Seems like the Ravens are getting injured again this year. But uh, I don't feel. I thought I'd be hurting, at least until Sunday over this one. But I've kind of heard some national people that I respect, you know, kind of, you know, talking about how they really liked what the Ravens did, and just Miami might be, you know, Miami might be one of those teams that's going to be good this year. I. I have to. I enjoyed the game. I didn't enjoy the ending, but it was it was a great game. Sure. No. And I was going to ask you, as the the Raven fan, do you think did the Ravens lose it, or did Miami actually come back and win it? Because just from from me, what it looked like was Miami came back and just took that game. But it's really hard for me to believe that when they did most of all almost all of their scoring in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think you know it was it was, a, it was a lot of things. I think it was probably about fifty fifty. I mean, like I said, there were some blown coverages on that last Tyree kill touchdown, but uh, Miami, you know, wore them down. Like the Ravens' pass rush was non-existent at the end of the game. So, like they were just they were tired. They were, yeah. I watched. I, I mean, I was just like two in two. I don't care what you think about him. You know, you give an NFL quarterback all day to throw, and especially when he's throwing to. Hill, uh, Waddle, and Gasecki, you know, they're going to get open. Yeah. Well, Taylor, why don't you go ahead and tell us what uh, your best thing from this week two was. So, uh, like y'all, I think my biggest was, was all the comebacks. We had the, 
the Jets and the Browns, Dolphins and the Ravens, but personal favorite um, because of my stressful boy Murray was the Cardinals coming back to take down the Raiders. Um, man, game. It's, yeah, it's it will get me more fantasy related, but Murray's driving me to drink six out of eight quarters. He gets nothing, but like that game, comes back last quarter, drives him down, finally puts up some numbers. Um, but it's just a great week for, for comeback football. To be fair. Too bad Murray couldn't get those uh, 86 yards he scrambled around for on that two-point conversion. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. No, or the the pass to Brown, that would have been like 60 yards and put me up like 20 points on one play. Yeah. yeah Welcome to started. the Marquise Brown show. He yeah. drops important <laughs> passes in the fourth quarter. We'll get into it a little later, but Taylor, yours and, and uh, Josh's matchup was, man, I was stressed for y'all going into Monday yeah, night, if, but we'll get I, into if it. If I had hair. <laughs> When I was also going to say, to to be uh, fair, it doesn't take much to drive you to trade. But anyway. Yeah, right, right. uh, I'd like to, you know, go into my best thing from there and and point out one of the the comebacks that I particularly enjoyed. And, yes, it does have something to to do with my Ravens fandom, but also I think something we can all get behind, and that is it is fuck the Browns forever and always season from now on. As Texans fans, we all agree. Um, yeah, I mean, give us number one I, and number I, two picks. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I I hope y'all do. I hope y'all make them embarrassed to have given those picks away. But uh, it just warms my heart to, that Joe Flacco was the one able to do it with the Jets, looking like looking like elite Joe back, turning it back to 2012 or whatever it was. Uh, but yeah, f- uh, 350 yards and four touchdowns with, uh, you know, the two-point conversion to seal it, and the like, just throwing bombs like old Joe Flacco. It was uh, it was awesome to see, and uh, yeah, love seeing. Uh, it was a little one thing helping me get over that Ravens loss is uh, everybody in the AFC North lost, and the Jets the Jets helped you know beat the worst the. You know, the team I'm hating on the most right now in the Browns, so I appreciate that, and that was a thing I really enjoyed. Yeah, that, that game was crazy, too. Um, Taylor, didn't jo- Josh have Nick Chubb? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, that was one of his top scores. Yes, and, and Chubb, I mean, Chubb. happy for him, but if Nick Chubb would have just went down before his third touchdown, Browns would have easily yep. won that game. But instead, he scores the touchdown. Yeah, but weren't they up by a lot? Or oh, they yeah, they, they put him up by so a, never a, think a whole it. bunch. Yeah, well, he's done that. He's actually made that same move before and, and gone down before he went in the end zone to save the game and uh, in, and kind of ice it. But fan, and, and fantasy managers everywhere gave him a bunch of flack for it. So, so I don't know if that was in, in his mind at all, but... I had him in a I had him in a money league, so I'm not I'm I'm glad he punched it in. Yeah, I mean a great week for him, but just a so Browns of them. Um, all right, well, let's let's go on to uh, just to tie into that. Let's go on to our worst things about week two. Um, I think Murph and I kind of had the same idea on this one, but um, I'm gonna snag it first. Just the Colts, the Colts in general, like would have never seen the Colts. Not only going 0-1 and 1, but tying against the Texans in Week One, and then getting blown out to Jacksonville 24 to nothing. And you had Matt Ryan, 195. He was 16 for 30, 195 yards, three interceptions. I mean, Colts fans have to be just besides themselves that they cannot find a quarterback. What's up, Murph? Well, I mean, even your, you know, the Colts, like, offensive line used to be, like, their their guy, them and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, 9 for 54, and one of those was a 21-yarder. So, you know, 33 yards on eight carries, that's that's a brutal day for Jonathan Taylor. I was happy about that because I was playing him, but that's selfish. But but even the, the Colts defense, giving up 24 points to Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, 235 yards, two touchdowns. He went 25 for 30. I mean, they made Trevor Lawrence look good. And, I mean, I, I think it's still a little early to say if Trevor Lawrence is, is good or bad. I think he's still got a lot of, of good NFL to, to come. He hasn't looked 
good. No, he, he hasn't. hasn't looked, he hadn't shown signs of greatness, that's he for ha- sure. Well, he hadn't looked as good as he did in this game. Um, and yeah. then the two running or, – or, uh, Robinson, 23 carries. He didn't have a lot of yards, only 64 yards. But they just they just ran the ball the whole game, basically. Um, and just the utter surprise of the Colts getting blown out by the Jacksonville Jaguars was my worst thing in week two. Taylor, what I about you? We're still weird being Texans fans. We yes. still feel like the Colts are elite. But I think there's been this natural shift to where they're – well, they're more towards us, and it's the Titans. Well, I was gonna say there. my 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 second kind of worst thing that I didn't put in here, but just the AFC South in general, outside of the Jags, I mean the Texans do what Texans <laughs> do. So I mean that's the expectations aren't very high on that one. Very Texans of them again to give up a fourth quarter, you know, loss. But the the Titans just getting. I wouldn't even say blown out, embarrassed by the Bills. I mean, the Bills are easily one of the top two teams in the NFL. But the Titans were the number one seed in the AFC last year, and they got demolished. People talk about worst to first. I think the Titans are definitely first to worst. They might – I think they – even the I don't know they didn't they did not look great but I think they just let their took their hands off the rope I think the people a bunch of people came out more people came out and picked the Colts to win this division than they did the Titans and that's I mean the the Colts are the Colts just look abysmal right now but I think yeah the AFC South is is the bottom of the barrel on the divisions guys y'all are I mean after two Davis weeks, Mills could have a shot <laughs> after two weeks the Texans are still in. What, are they in second place? At 0-1-1? Oh, 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 yeah. 0-1-1, and one? Oh, one and one, yeah. And the <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars are in first place at 1-1? One and one? Wow. So, yeah, that's – but anyway. Taylor, what was oh, your worst uh, thing about week two? So, mine, uh, mine's a little more fantasy-related. Um, but I'm going to talk about the, the top five running backs, their overall scoring. Yeah. Not only this week, but then uh, just the season so far. So – Got these numbers. Our, our number one pick, Jonathan Taylor, 33rd ranked. Two, McCaffrey, he's our, our best one at six. Number three, Henry at 26. Mm-hmm. My boy Eckler, who did not feel like ninth or should have been ninth, he got nine. And the Dalvin Cook at 43. So that's a lot of high capital invested for uh, for some shit results. Yeah, a lot of weird things then, going on in fantasy this year with the top five or so running backs. I mean, um, you could extend that to Najee. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Stop at a certain like, point because it, it kept going. I mean, even Mixon. Yeah, it, it, it had I have been, Mixon, and Mixon didn't do anything this week. But it, yeah. the 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 top running backs in the draft have underperformed, and the top wide receivers in the draft have looked outstanding. One hundred percent. Here's a the further breakdown on the season. Higher. Those, those top five picks, none of them are in the top five. Two are in the top ten. And I think a third is at 16. The rest are almost in the 30s. It's it's brutal right now for running backs. Yeah. Well, good thing it's early. You know, it's only yeah, week I, two. I, I don't know. I'm more, I, I think I think Henry, it might be, might be over. I think the Chargers are saving Eckler. And I don't know if the Colts don't look better. I mean, I'm I, I, Jonathan Taylor's going to get the volume for sure, but I mean he didn't he hadn't gotten much passing down work this year, and Naheem yeah. Hines and, is right and there. If, if Matt Ryan looks completely washed up, then all the defenses have to do against the Colts is stack the box. You know, just put all eleven guys on Jonathan Taylor. You know, yeah. That, I mean, but, McCaffrey. Right. You know, it's, he's on the Panthers. I mean. They haven't. They've they looked look abysmal too. They look so bad. So, I think the definitely the you know the way it's looking like the way to go these days is wide receiver if you're trying to guarantee that the all star elite talent. Yeah. And Murph, did you have anything else for worst thing about week two, or did I kind of steal yours? 
Um, other than, you know, nobody really talking about it during the week or Sunday and the Ravens having uh, their top two cornerbacks on a pitch count, and that meaning they couldn't be out there on most of, most of the plays in the fourth quarter. And, um, yeah, we had two rookies, so a guy out of Houston and a guy out of Alabama playing out there trying to cover. Oh, and a third rookie safety, Kyle Hamilton, which he uh, – he did not look like the perennial pro bowler I thought he might be. So, we'll see. So, that that wasn't big news. Why were they doing that? Uh, they, because Marlon, uh, well, Marlon Humphrey has got a groin. Like, he he was on the injury report, but he was, he was like a full go, and I just didn't know they were going to put, like, cornerbacks on a pitch count or something like that. And then um, Marcus Peters is... This is his first. That was his first game back from an ACL like that he tore last year. So he looked all right, but um, I mean he had he had one or two plays where he got burnt on the sideline, like on an out by uh, I think it was Waddle. But he looked good. Other than that, he had some pass breakups. Yeah, they just they just weren't out there on those on all like the touchdown plays. They they weren't they weren't out there <laughs> where they're needed. Right. When they were needed. Well, it was kind of reminiscent of, of last year's Ravens when the, they lost all their their basically their entire secondary to injury, right? I mean, our running backs are still out. J.K. and Gus Edwards are still out. Gus Edwards won't be back for till week six it's at the point. earliest. Yeah. And then Edwards is or and then um, J.K. He's going to be on pitch count too or snap count, whatever you whatever you want to say. Hmm. But we'll wow. see. Yeah, we'll I see still what think happens. they got Super Bowl aspirations. So, yeah, there's still a lot of good teams out there. A lot, I think, a lot more in the AFC than the NFC, but um, still, still a lot of good, good football to come. Um, something we're looking forward to for Week Three. I think, I think all three of us put this down. But after that Miami Baltimore game, just and and what Buffalo did to Tennessee. Um, just the Buffalo Miami matchup that's that's coming Sunday, and I put down here hopefully a shootout because these two teams look, uh, or at least for one week, Buffalo's look good both weeks, but at least for one week Miami's looked, you know, really good, pretty competent. So um, let's hope that we can have another good shootout in uh, Miami. I think uh, one of. Buffalo's or one or both of Buffalo's. I know Tre'Davious White was dealing with an injury, but one or both their cornerbacks are banged up. So I mean, yeah. could I mean I I hope it's a shootout at least. So and Buffalo's defense is no joke. So that Miami needs that. Yeah, it, it's it might be a, a a good game for Tua when it doesn't look like it on paper because of those injuries. So Taylor, do you have something else for for something you're looking forward to? So. Yeah, beyond that game, the rest are, rest are a stretch. I think second best game I found would have been uh, the Rams versus the Cardinals. I mean, both are supposed to have offenses that can put up some points. Cardinals has been fourth quarter only. Yeah, um, we'll see. But both defenses, yeah, both defenses have given up near 60 points. So hopefully this one will be a shootout and hopefully Murray gets lots of points. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that one. Um, I mean, that, that's like week one the Cardinals were against the Chiefs and that one wasn't competitive after the second quarter. So, yeah. We'll we'll see what uh, what Arizona's really made of uh this week. All right. Maybe low key Lions uh Lions Vikings. Want to see the Hard Knocks, the Hard Knocks hopefuls see if they can keep the winning going. That, that could be a good one. The Lions look good. Um and not quite there yet, but they they they're starting to look really good. I'm a fan of Dan Campbell. I can't help it. <laughs> can't help it. He's 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 a pretty good guy. Uh, all right. Well, let's go on to our fantasy recap uh, for week two. Um, I'm gonna start. Oh, I gotta. I gotta. I'm sorry, guys. We Packers Bucks. We might get Rogers Brady the geriatric Ward Bowl. Come on. Get excited. Get excited. <laughs> I did. For I did I look was at excited that for this game five years ago. I'm not Come excited. On, I, this, Who's Brady going to throw to? The crotchiest Me? guys just yelling at their whole teams. I love it. 
This that's that one's called the Walker Bowl because they're both going to come yeah. out in walkers. But uh, I, I'll talk about Brady like that. His <laughs> face looks fantastic after his break. It's but who's Tom Brady going to throw to? Well, I think uh, we're going to see if the Russell Gage experiment is actually going to pay dividends or not. Other than that, it's going to be the Brashad Perriman show. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be rough. And then same thing with Rodgers. I mean, he got Lazard back, but outside of the two running backs, they have almost no offense. I mean, that was their entire offense on Monday night, or on Sunday night, sorry, was just run the ball against the Maybe We're going to see both of them the just Bears. run the ball. Leonard Fournette and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon game. Well, there you go. That All tells right. you how old they're getting when you're, we're relying on the running backs for some excitement. I bet – I'm just saying, I bet I watched that one in the late window over – I mean, that one, I'll probably be flipping between that and Rams-Cardinals. Yeah. I mean, I'll have red zone on, so I'm sure I'll see a play or two, but it'll mostly be on Rams-Cardinals, I bet. Um, all right, well, let's start here with Henson's Carpet Stains taking down Chuck Nasty, 138-108. to 108. Uh, Charlie put up a decent performance compared to last week, but he ran into a juggernaut who happened to have Jalen Waddell and Mike Williams on his team. Um, Zach Ertz doing all right from the tight end position. And Montgomery coming through on his flex spot in some garbage time. And Charlie, well, you know, Damian Harris didn't look bad. He got hurt, but I think he's he's supposed to be okay. Um, Charlie, uh, Charlie messed up with uh, Fat Randy getting only one point from the kicker. I figure you'd be appreciative of that, Anthony. I hate kickers because uh, I've... I, I've I've gotten screwed by kickers two weeks in a row now, and it's the most important uh, position in fantasy. Um, well, it is a position for fantasy in this fantasy league. It is a position, in, yes, for now. I like. I mean, Henson here. Yeah, he just. I, what are you gonna do? Charlie had a fine outing, but a fine outing for Charlie is 108. Henson came out here, and even with Russell Wilson continuing his, you know, mediocre Mm -hmm. stint in Denver, like, and I think uh, Henderson's going to be good for him. I just think, yeah, Henson's got a solid solid team here. Well, he picked up Curtis Samuel. I know we're going to get into that later, but he's also got Sanders on the bench and McCaffrey scoring 15 points. So, I mean, his team could be – could be deadly uh, if oh, Waddle and, and, and Williams continue to do what they're doing. Well, that's a lot of decisions I don't want to make because he's got three startable players on the bench. That is fantasy. So when any of those when any of those studs don't don't uh, don't perform, I don't like kicking myself on a, on a Monday or Tuesday. I think it's a pretty good decision to have when you have to make a decision between studs on your bench. I, I'd oh, rather make that true. decision than trying to wade through garbage to start but maybe that's just me that's um, true. all right let's move on to Allen's little beauties taken uh took down the gastro disaster 106 to 85 um Britt didn't have the best outing josh allen did what josh allen does deandre swift even on a pitch count he looked good he broke off another 50-plus yard run um, and and got in the end zone once. I know he only had 56 yards, but even just the – Did you see that play where he got in the end zone? No, I, I don't think I saw that one. He dives and one-handed grabs this pass in the flat from Jared Goff, falls on the ground, gets up, and then runs across the whole – like. Jukes the whole team out as he's running across the field and gets in the other corner of the end zone. It was like, you know, ran across the whole field. I mean, he and he, he shook the whole, the whole uh, who did they play, Washington? Yeah, shook yeah. All, like the whole commander's defense. It was, uh, I, I didn't see a highlight. I didn't actually see the play until today. I don't know how I missed it on red zone, but 
I was watching that like right before we got here. I was like, damn. He's he's good. Um, got a lot of, uh, of Christian McCaffrey in him with his, his ability to catch the ball and, and make plays after the catch. Um, and Detroit's then, looking like a functioning team, though. I, it's, I mean, they say that sports is cyclical, but I've never seen Detroit be good, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, and then on Dan on the other side, decent game from Stafford. Uh, Mari Cooper, he was brave enough to start him, and then he got no help from anybody else. He, he just started, just, started he Rex Burkax. Yeah. That was a bad idea. But look at his lineup. There's not much there's not much other running back depth. He had Akers, well, but Akers finally stepped up this week a little bit, so he's uh, he's gonna need bit. some he's gonna have to do some yeah. work to I think Akers is definitely splitting carries with Henderson from now on. I think Harris is uh, Damian Harris is injured, so Ramondre Stevenson might see a lot. Of I think work it's minor though. Week. I think I think Harris is still going to play this week. From really? what I've heard, yeah. Dan's not going to win if Jamar Chase is putting up eight points. Nope, that's that's it's his not, entire not, team right there. It's not going to work out for Dan. Not that was going to be another time. one of my losers. Was how just horrendous the the Cincy offensive line has looked. Yeah. Joe oh, Burrow. Pays yeah. for 100 sacks. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. you try to spend like Kansas City and rebuild your O-line, but you get Cincinnati's rebuilt O-line. <laughs> I think, yeah, I heard the same stat Taylor just – he led the league in sacks last year with like 50-something, and he's already on pace for over 100 this year. I mean, that's oh, – yeah. you're not going to win football games if you're, if you're doing that, so – um, but let's move on. Foot Buckerson defeating Commissioner's Pet. Man, we're gonna get into this one. <laughs> one fifteen to fifty eight. Oh um, I'm gonna start with Corbin's team. Start with the good. Um, Stephon. Di- I mean, as good as Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle had, uh, as good a game as they had. Stephon Diggs on Monday night put up 12 receptions, 148 yards, and three touchdowns. I mean, that was that was his entire – that and the Tampa Bay defense was Corbin's entire team, basically. Because yeah. he got nothing from Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is starting to scare me. As a Kyle M-I-A. Pitts owner from last year, it was – it was like this a lot of times, and you thought it would be better because they'd have no one else to throw to. But he is just a, a, a giant disappointment right well, now. I mean, you heard they're not they're not worried about playing fantasy football. They're they're worried, they're worried about, about getting winning. wins. Yes, yes. which but, they haven't but, done. But they're not winning. Yes. They're not doing that. Yeah, that's that was um, a great quote. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Tampa Bay's defense got points for every punch thrown by their t- by their defense out there on the field during the during the brawl. So that's why they accumulated twenty nine. I feel points. like the offense threw more punches than the defense. Oh no, there's some people out there. I saw them. that's 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 where that's where he was getting some of these points mm-hmm. from. But well, either way, those two. I know Corbin was making comments in the chat about you know how. He made a stupid decision starting Juju Smith-Schuster, and, and but then it didn't matter because he, I mean, he could have sat Tampa Bay's defense and still won. Yeah, I you know. So let's just his, move his on to. Sometimes I don't get it. Don't let him tries. off the hook though. That is a rookie mistake. Yeah, it it was, it was, but let's move on to the bad luck that is Matt's team. Dumpster fire. Uh, it's looking it's looking a bit like last year, right? Didn't he start off pretty bad last year? I mean, he was towards the bottom last year, but this year I think he was I'm chalking it steadily all up great. to bad luck. Trey Lance, yeah, is... broken ankle. Terrible. Um, out for the year. And and he only – I mean, that, he, that happened in the first quarter. I think that's what his team was riding on. He needed Trey Lance to be like 
Jalen Hurts, Lamar, Kyler. Well, that and Justin Jefferson, who scores 36 last week, and then Kirk Cousins in primetime comes back with a dud. Yeah, just like little Dan. If if, Jay, if Jay, uh, Justin Jefferson's only going to get you 7.8, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm not sure why he started DJ Chark and his flex. But that was there's, – there's a distraction. Got a dog barking. But DJ Chark putting up a big old goose egg. I mean, I get, I get not trusting Lazard on his first game back. But I would have thrown the rookie London what? in there. Or even why Elijah you, Moore. Yeah. I, I don't get why you bench Drake London. No. First rookie taken in the draft. They they had already targeted him a whole bunch in the first game, and now he comes back and he's he's the best wide receiver easily in in Atlanta. Um, I yeah I don't know why you bench bench him for DJ Chark, and Cole Komet he had two zeros on his team, and I think that Cole Komet train is is about uh, about Let's left the station that. on that one. One one target on. Uh Two routes, two routes run, or something like that. Yeah, not I good. Think, I think I heard those stats today. That's not that's not what you want out of your fantasy tight end. I don't think. It is this is what good. happens when you go out and play golf the way Matt did. <laughs> you ruin sweet Komet's year. Yeah, but you're bad juju. You used up all your juju out on the golf course. Fields threw the ball eleven times. When they were way behind for three quarters. What kind of coaching or game plan is that? Yeah. It's horrendous. I thought Matt Nagy got fired, but apparently not. Chicago's not good. They are not good. Yeah, threw the ball 11 times. That is – that's crazy. I know because I had Mooney. I mean, he's on my bench, but still. You're you're going to keep him there? Uh, that's for me to know and you to find out, sir. <laughs> oh, I promise I won't pick him up. Yeah, no, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to the Strictator narrowly defeating, and this is this has got to be the best name in our entire league, guys. I'm sorry, but breezed up deaf guy. Uh, one twenty-two to one fourteen. This game, Taylor, I'm gonna let you talk about it because obviously you had the most invested. But yes, yeah, it was it was it was extremely stressful. This is uh, which will be in the awards here in a little bit. That is two in a row of closest games. I don't enjoy this. Yeah. Um, but oddly enough, the two Monday night games was actually very entertaining because between he and I, we chat six players. Um, yeah, but it was really Fields. stupid how they did it. Hold on. The, the, the it was, yeah. Game. They shouldn't have overlapped. Why did you start a game when the other game was in the second quarter? Like, why would you schedule yeah. it like that? that and it's that just was... like financially, why have them to get yeah, – Right. No well, sense. they've done double headers for the past, I don't know, however many years. What was it, like five or six years? Mm-hmm. They've done it the right way. But for some reason, they waited till week two. I still don't know why they did that. And then they overlap them in this crate. Like, what was the point of that? Was this the first time they've ever put them on separate channels, though? I always remember them both being on ESPN. Oh, yeah, they were, they were both on ESPN. This time, they decided to do one that on ESPN and sense. one on ABC. But they're so both I'm the same company. Like ads, ads or something. Like, they both probably wanted their stuff in, like, prime time. I don't know. Because they'd have had to start that other one, like, when people were still on their drive and shit. Nice. Right, it'd be like five. I agree. Nine, five I I don't like them overlapping, but I I have two screens, so it's it's not. <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to be able to pay attention to. Luckily, they were both blowouts, so yeah, I got to log out early. I I watched yes. until I took the lead, and then I went to sleep, so that was good. But anyway, Taylor, Direct continue. Direct TV stream, yeah. Direct TV stream is a great thing. Bouncing on my phone back and forth, but no, I thought uh. Hertz put up almost 30 points in the first half, and that's where I, was, I thought I was done. And that's another weird gamer. He, he was—they gave up. He stopped throwing it, even though they were behind. And 
It, uh, Thielen finally, I think, caught his first pass in the fourth quarter. So that helped this total of uh, four catches. But I was able to, to hang out, hang on with a clinched asshole and got the win. But you got 12 MVP points from your so kicker. Far. Yes, Buffalo defense right now, I think, oh, is my, yeah. uh, my MVP on the year. Yeah, they're, they look really damn good. Um, we'll see how good they are next week against Miami. But, uh, yeah, they've, they've looked pretty shut down their first two games. So, yeah, Josh put up a good – like I said, going into Monday night, it was back and forth. I was watching y'all's matchup and my matchup, obviously, and uh, just watching Jalen Hurts put up all those points. Dawson Knox not really doing anything. But, yeah, that that game was that, – that was Here. a very close matchup. Here's a here's a point of the stressor. So I took a screenshot yesterday. It was at 9:53 at night. I was at 115.58, and he was at 115.72, with the projections both at 117. So yeah, it was it's fucking something. Yeah, Reminds me of that Josh playoff game we played. Yeah. Oh yes. Don't get me started on that kicker. <laughs> You know, Josh only gets eight and a half from Derrick Henry, yes. five and a half from DK. He got a big output from Jalen Hurts, but I mean, Chase Edmonds. The I don't I don't know what happened there. The Dolphins were like I said behind except for until the fourth quarter. Chase Edmonds only gets you know three targets, and he's the yeah, receiving. Yeah, so it's back. like they changed their minds and they're using him as the two. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's ha- I don't know what's happening there, but. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a that's that. I feel like that game could have been even closer. Yeah. Well, bright spot for Josh. Brees Hall might be getting a little bit more of the work now. Um, at least starting to split evenly with Michael Carter. So, you know, he might have himself another running back there. Uh, but I don't I mean that would that would be his flex because he's got Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. As long as Derrick Henry can. I mean, Derrick Henry looked. Looked fine. The like that, line. their O line sucks. Yeah. And um, Taylor Lewan's out for the year now. Yeah. Oh, that's. that's a, I mean, that's, that's starting left tackle. Yeah, offense doesn't look good. They gave up AJ Brown, and they just had they they're completely one dimensional, is what it looks like, and uh, they got nothing going. So, okay, let's move on to Murphy's Law. With the big win of the of the week taken down, Antonio Gibson taken 140 to 120. Um, Murph, sorry, Drew. You sorry. You did it. I mean, Drew put up a heck of a game outside of Tom Brady. Aaron Jones, 30 and a half points. Um, yeah. St. Brown, Aminra, 34, Looking. almost 35 points. Yeah, Schultz wouldn't have – I mean, he went out – when did he – like, before halftime? Schultz oh. and then and Brady against the Saints, man. I those are Schultz uh, went down a little later, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. I didn't – I don't watch – I didn't watch the Cowboy game. As little as possible. Why would you? Just to, just to pay attention to Cincy losing. That's it. Yeah. No, and, and you know, I, I went to look on the waiver wire for Garrett Wilson – and Drew's already got him on his team, so he's got a bright spot there. But, sir, you're, yeah. you're, you've put together a juggernaut, um, and you didn't even get good outcomes for or, or good performances from your running backs. I mean, decent, but not great. But when Lamar's putting up 42 points, and he's the top-scoring quarterback in our league because nobody started Tua, so right. you had the advantage there. And then Jerry Judy going out, unlucky for Jerry Judy, but very good for Cortland Sutton. And Michael Thomas still just has a nose for the end zone, it seems like. It looks like Russell Wilson likes Cortland Sutton around the red zone, so that's that's what I like to see. Yeah. I'd be – Murph's biggest biggest thing is just like every every positional player – 
was in double digits. Yeah. It's, it's wild how just steady it was. Just keeping it steady. Yeah. yeah um, that's, I want I want <laughs> high floor guys. That's but and I thought I thought Lamar was gonna put up even more. I feel like Baltimore got can that's another reason they I mean they fumbled the ball or he fumbled the ball on fourth and one at the goal line after a ninety eight yard drive or whatever or an eighteen minute drive. And then so that's another rushing touchdown he could have had. And then I really think they took their foot off the gas a little bit in the second half to lose that to you know, to lose that game. Yeah. So you start looking ahead missed, to the next week too early, and it, it come back to bite you. Well, I just think you know you're you start playing, even if you're not trying to play conservative, like it just gets in your mind. You're like, I just need to not allow a big play, and then boom, you allow a big play. Yeah. But oh, um, and no, then but he almost had another. He threw. He almost had Mark Andrews in the end zone again, and just like overthrew him. It was tight coverage, but he just overthrew him a little bit. Yeah. So it could have been. A, it could have been an even bigger day. Uh, either way, you're you're. I think you're putting together the juggernaut. So, good job. Congratulations to you, sir. We'll see. I gotta have everybody healthy because if I have any injuries, we're in big trouble. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the last matchup. Uh, that was Cooper Troopers, or if you were paying attention on Sunday morning, Copper Troopers. Um, <laughs> thank you, Taylor, for pointing that out. Here's here's a life lesson. Never get on your fantasy app and change your team name at 6.30 in the morning on a Sunday when you're going to the bathroom because mistakes were made. Um, but Sleeper anyway. put you on blast. <laughs> Sleeper yeah, chat. Yeah, man. Didn't. You change the team name, and it's like, boom, everybody gets to know, and you make a damn typo, and everyone, you know, that's, that's anyway. Um, but I, I took down Cody. 105 to 97 and this one was also close going into Monday night um, I got lucky when Mahomes and Kelsey put up what was duds for them um, and then I got even luckier with Jonathan Taylor scoring less than 7 points um, your damn dog running around Taylor uh, there's a few of them running around that's only two though Two. I swear. Um, anyway, uh, Singletary only putting three points up Monday really helped me. And then, like I said, uh, I was looking, watching the game. I was projected to win by a whole bunch um, Sunday in the early slate. And then I looked down, and Tyreek Hill's at 36 points. Um, and really, that was that was the only player outside of his kicker that scored above his projected um and and i didn't put up a huge performance either cooper cup did cooper cup things um and josh or uh herbert on thursday night when i'm watching that game and i watch him go down with the ribs and i'm starting to get real nervous he can't even run three yards to pick up a first down and then he steps up in a huge way and makes a, a just a amazing throw um, and then threw that touchdown pass on fourth down that really saved me and that was early in the week on Thursday night um, but yeah going into going into Monday night I think I was down by about nine points and I had AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard and his singletary and I did just enough to squeak by. So, 2-0 and to start, and I took down everybody's favorite pool helmet, Cody. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. We're going to move into the Sleeper Weekly Breakdown. But before we do that, guys... Football season is in full swing now, and that calls for tailgates and watch parties. And what do you what do you get by going to a tailgate or a watch party? You get some good times, you get a lot of beers, and inevitably, you get some stains. Nothing can ruin your weekend or security deposit faster than a, a mark of shame left behind 
after your drunken mistakes. But when you're in a pickle, you need to turn to Justin, case stain remover, for help. Whether it's wings on your white couch or, say, tacos on the carpet of an Airbnb, Justin, case goes to work fast to hide those stains and hopefully make those mistakes disappear. With its patented scrubbing technology, Justin Case will seem like an actual human being is on their hands and knees scrubbing the stain to oblivion. So pick up some Justin Case for your next get-together. And remember, when you're having a drunk snack and spill tacos all over the place, that's when you turn to Justin Case, a Henson & Henson product. Just in case, not guaranteed to get Airbnb deposits back. Another new sponsor for the podcast. That one's that was a great one. That's an everyday product that everyone can use, you know? I mean, who hasn't been there walking up the stairs, 3 a.m., you know, and you got a plate of tacos in your hand? I know I've never been there, but I know people who have. All right. Let's move on to the Sleeper Weekly Breakdown, gentlemen. I'm going to read some stuff off. Y'all jump in whenever you got something you want to say. We're going to start with the best team. And unfortunately, it was Murphy's Law with 140.82 points. Top scoring team of the week. And the worst team, Commissioner's Pet, 58.7 points. Again, just the team of absolute bad luck uh, players of the week like I said Murph had Lamar Jackson 42.62 points um, and then Josh with Nick Chubb had the, the top running back 30.8 points Foot Buckerson had the top wide receiver and the top defense uh, Stephon Diggs 38.8 points in the Bucks defense at 29. Taylor had the top tight end with Mark Andrews, 21.2. And uh, Matt did something right. He had the best kicker <laughs> in the league for the week with uh, Daniel Carlson, 13 points. So those Hang are on, your I'm doing some players of the there, week. So that would, that would be 45 points by all his other players. Jesus. Yeah, well, the, you know, you got to rely on kicker, the most important position in hey, fantasy football. Hey, see how vital that was? It was extremely vital to his 58.7 points. Uh, bench warmers of the week. Uh, Josh had Tony Pollard on the bench for 17.8 points, and Drew had Garrett Wilson on the bench for 26 points. And, again, uh, just because Charlie Follow has two tight too. ends, Kittle on the bench with zero points. Charlie, hopefully Kittle can come back next week and uh, help your poor, pathetic team out. I had asked Charlie uh, earlier I'd, last week, I said, hey, have you listened to the podcast yet? And he said, no, I haven't yet. Did, did you talk shit about me? And I was like, do you know me? Like, of course I did. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move on to the league awards. Most efficient manager, second week in a row. Mr. Brandon Murphy, 140.82 points out of a possible 140.82 points. Uh, at some point, I think you've got the sports almanac from Back to the Future, too. Because... <laughs> oh, just no decisions. I'm waiting for... Uh, I, got, I got lotto tickets. I'm just waiting to cash in on my bench. That's it. Yeah. Uh, least or, efficient manager, as you could imagine, was Matt... Uh, 58.7 points out of a possible 81.5. Highest points mm. in a loss. Poor Drew at 120. I th I mean, he would have beat almost everybody, right? Yeah. I think he was fourth highest that week. Yeah, he was. So, man, that's that's some bad luck, Drew. Um, lowest points in a win, yours, yours truly, 105.56. Uh, biggest blowout after his rookie mistake was Corbin, 115.86 to Matt. And then uh, narrow victory again, Mr. Taylor, 122.78 to Josh's 114.82. So 
So, again, that one was a very stressful matchup going into Monday night. Uh, Henson with the overachiever, 138.56 points with his projected 115.56. And Matt making uh, like a three-peat on this list right here <laughs> with the underachiever of 58.7 to his projected 112.12. Um, so Matt made the list three times. Congratulations. Not for the best things. Um Let's That's tough. That is tough. I mean, it's fantasy football, man. It just it makes you want to scream and cheer and punch things. But let's move on to our standings. So we got Murph in first place now, two and zero. Britt in second place, two and zero. Corbin in third at two and zero. I am in fourth. Also two and zero, and Taylor's two and zero in fifth. Then we got. Are we not even going to talk about how they delineate who's first and second and third? I'm forty whole points ahead of second place. I just yeah, like I was gonna, to. I was going to blow right like by point that. that out. I didn't really see the. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't see it necessary to, to do thought, that. I mean, forty points, in two weeks. That's. Yeah, we get Sorry, it. Sorry, continue. You're good at fantasy. I mean, Thank you, Anthony. That's so sweet of you to say. I didn't oh, really mean man. it. <laughs> oh, I was uh, this close to giving you a compliment, too. No. Anyway, uh, Cody, sixth place. Henson, seventh place. Drew, eighth place. Charlie, ninth place. Josh, ten. Little Dan, eleven. And the commissioner's pet all the way down at twelve. Um just looking, we do have we have five teams that are zero and two. Yeah, something I was going to touch on that. I like to crunch numbers, but this week, every one and zero team that played an zero and one team, they won. So that's why you have so much discrepancy. And then yeah. there were two one and one games. Well, you know what time, this. But yeah. You know what this tells me is is those five teams that are zero and two. Down at the bottom, I mean. You lose two games in fantasy. Normally, it's like, well, it's it's basically you know, season can be basically over. You just forget about it. But there's five teams at zero and two. Like, you could easily jump right back into it in, in a couple of weeks. You know, there's there's only two teams at one and one, and five teams at two and zero. Oh, so, um, really, I don't, I don't think anybody's really out of it yet. It's a lot of football to be played. Except maybe, for Matt's team. Maybe, maybe Matt. Yeah, I was going to say maybe <laughs> Matt. It's pretty. <laughs> Speaking of Matt, though, we do, we do have to, to give Matt a big thank you. He sent a very generous donation to the podcast to help us keep this thing going um, for the year. So, Matt, as terrible as you are at fantasy, we really appreciate you allowing us you're to do what we do. You're a sponsor. Yeah, you're, you're, a great, you're a great man. Uh, Matt's golf swing. Our golf lessons uh, ad, I think, is coming up soon. It'll be yeah. it'll be fantastic. Um, let's let's take a look at some upcoming matchups for next week. Um, I will tell you the one. There's actually two, but I only put one on here as the matchup of the week, and that's simply just because of the standings. But number two seed. Allen's Little Beauties at 2-0 is taking on Fudd Buckerson, the number three seed, at 2-0. But on top of that, so that, that should be a good matchup. Um, let's see. Allen, or Britt is six points ahead of Corbin for second place in points. So that should be a pretty close matchup. But we also have two gentlemen here on the podcast Mr. Strictator and Mr. Murphy's Law going up against each other the one and the five seed so no calling out next week one of us will have a loss are we we doing bets you want to do some bets on the I I can say because I'm not the first one up but Uh, well if we yeah if we'd have put some if we'd have talked about this beforehand I can't just off the off the cuff uh, Let me see here. Loser shaves his head. Mm. Wow. I'm, uh, <laughs> Deal. 
All on not get, loser shaves their face. Ooh. <laughs> loser shaves something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm down with that. I like it. Um yeah, but two two and O matchups and two uh two matchups of O and twos, so it should we're gonna we're gonna have somebody further down and two or two people further down in the dregs and two people up yeah, at the top. So, we'll so see. everything I was saying about the O and two teams, I mean if you, if you're go O and two there's two two O and two matchups. If you don't win those, it might be real hard to come back. Yeah, it's gonna... and and I'm looking right now. Josh and Drew projected 103.92 to 103.06. That's, I mean, projections don't mean much, but that's pretty close. Yeah, Dan's kind of got a layup here, all right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, Dan, you better take advantage. Don't start Rex Burkhead, for the love of God. <laughs> Do not start Rex Burkhead. Let's see. Um, any other matchups y'all looking at? Uh, I just picked out the, the, the bigger ones on the week. Um, I think me and Henson will, will be close. I think Cody will easily take down Charlie. Um, honestly, I think Corbin and Britt is a toss-up, even though they have the projection going to Corbin. And uh, between y'all two... Taylor, I, I gotta, I gotta go with uh, Mr. Almanac over there. I gotta, I gotta uh, go. Uh, with, it, it's, it, I know it's a, it's a stretch to go with a guy who's scored 275 fantasy points in two weeks, but um, that's that's what I'm going with. I'd like yeah, to have some I'm, smart I'm, defense, but I'd pick him too. <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking at this matchup between Drew and Corbin, and I think. Drew's got a big, or not Drew and Corbin, uh, Britt and Corbin here, and I think Britt's got a big problem. Uh, Josh Allen, every touchdown, or, well, Diggs, I guess uh, maybe it's Corbin's problem more so, but every uh, touchdown Stephon Diggs is going to be catching, Josh Allen's going to be throwing, so that's yeah, going to plateau we're Diggs a, we're a little bit. four point per passing touchdown, so oh, are advantage we? Okay. is to Corbin for that one. But I'd say disadvantage oh, is if you get to the to the goal line. I forgot. And then Allen Corbin's just doubled runs up it in. on the Buffalo receivers. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. Don't oh, forget man. Davis there too. That's right. See, this is the Thank only reason man. he did it, so he could take down Britt. This was his one strategy. He said, "I'm gonna start <laughs> both Buffalo receivers so that I can take down whoever drafted Josh Allen." I see you, Corbin. That's sneaky. Stupid, but mm-hmm. sneaky. Um, yeah, it's some good matchups, so we'll we'll review those next week. Um, let's move on to our waiver section, since we didn't have any trades this week yet. Yet. Um, let's go on, and I'm going to pass this one on to Taylor. Taylor's got some, some good stuff on, on uh, last week's waivers. Yeah, so we're going to do something a little different since we're doing it on Tuesdays. Um, we're going to go basically on the results from last week's waivers and not who picked what because we're too early. Um, so I kind of broke down two goods and two bads for waivers and or just pickups of last week. Um, I'll probably start with bashing myself. Um, I uh, took a shot at Wilson for the 49ers, and that was kind of my focus. Did not win it. Um, but I put a second bid in for Pacheco of $15 and very stupid decision looking back I put too much focus on my first pick and did not pay enough attention to what I was doing with the second one and I think that's going to be a giant waste at least for the value I've put um, thoughts on that one bash me if you I, want I, I, I agree that was stupid <laughs> unless Thanks. you're going to hang on and hope and pray Pacheco catches fire right in the fantasy playoffs or something. Or you're hoping for an injury, and that would just make you a total douchebag. I don't even oh, know I if that person... Is he going to get the work if Alaire's out? I think they get somebody he gets else. He'll get more work, but... Yeah. I, I didn't know. realize he was a three, and I think that's what kills me. I paid a lot of money for a three, so... 
Fuck me. It's him wearing that number me, 10. It makes you think it's he's going to get the ball. the first time he's paid a lot of money for a three. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> second, uh, second fuck up, I've got uh, little Dan picking up Rex Burkhead. Um, off free agency, at least didn't pay any money, but he did throw him in to start and got him a solid 1.9 points. On do not week. do that again. Come on, little Dan. He's come on, yeah. Doesn't make a racist joke, but you no. understand. Yeah. Um, let's let's go let's go good. Um, Henson, he uh, paid eight dollars for Samuel. Ugh, good pick. Um, put up nineteen this week. It was on his bench. He still won, so that's fine. But that is the number nine wide receiver as of right now. So to get him off waivers, that is a very solid pickup. And then uh, one we talked a lot of shit about, I guess, this decision last week and in general this week, Matt's team. Um, he dropped 40 for Wilson. Didn't entirely hate it last week, but it is looking better. That was his second highest scoring player this week. Doesn't go far with 58 points. But with a Davis Price injury, yeah, um, I think we think Wilson's actually looking even better for him. So I think that's two good picks. If Wilson can stay healthy because he's – been known not to stay healthy and it, and he's a San Francisco running back and apparently yeah, those don't them, stay right? healthy ever yeah. so um, yeah uh, but it, it paid off for him a little bit I mean I understand why he had to do it you know losing Eliza Mitchell but um, yeah we'll, we'll see how that, that works out in the long run good stuff good stuff Taylor gentlemen we have anything else? Any any closing remarks that you would like to share upon the world? The nerves are starting to set in. Yeah. I, what? I, I don't like, I feel like uh, my fantasy season is like the Ravens in the third quarter. It's like I'm doing great. I feel good about myself, but there's something that's, that's coming. I can feel like it. I feel Everyone, that. Everyone's that's, uh, chasing you. That's Murphy's yeah. Law, man. Something Always waiting on something bad to happen. Yeah. I feel like we should all dismiss what he just said from his post 40 points up in first place. And the ones that should actually be nervous, that's down here. It's uh, <coughs> no nurse. I don't know about y'all, but this has been a fun two weeks having close games. So I, I hope, it, hope it continues. It's stressful, but this is, this is why we do it. Well, uh, just looking at our league and how, how much – our league has evolved most of our matches now are a little on the closer side because nobody's making stupid decisions like starting Rex Burkhead at running back um, you know outside of the grotesque injuries I mean even Matt's team if he didn't have you know Trey Lance go down Connor go down and Kirk that, Cousins nothing. well yeah the two well he started DJ Chark never mind that was really stupid but if he didn't have Kirk Cousins throwing Justin Jefferson the ball in prime time, then, you know, I think this matchup would have been a heck of a lot closer. So I think we're just making really smart decisions, and it's making for an extremely competitive, you know, fantasy league this year. Um, listening to fantasy, other fantasy podcasts, all the people they tell you to pick up on the waiver wire, go to our waiver wire, and they're not there. Because everybody's yeah, already gone. got them, so that just tells me that we're we've got a really involved group. Um, nobody's bowing out, and that's what makes fantasy fun, to me, is is when you're playing for something every week, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, on that note of everybody being close and not bowing out, um, when y'all are ready to pay dues, hundred bucks, Venmo. I haven't asked yet, but get those rolling in when y'all can. No. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till I'm out and then I won't pay. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Mm. Have I? Put, never mind. I'll talk to you about that later. Don't um, do that. Yeah, don't do that. Everybody pay. Um. All right, guys. Another great episode. Uh, look forward to some some great games this week. Hopefully, some great fantasy matchups. Um, thank you to those who have. Uh, donated to our podcast uh, gonna help keep this thing going all year we'll start bringing in some guests 
um, as the year you know as the year goes on, and uh, open to to any and all feedback of what y'all want to hear, what y'all want to see in the podcast next. Um, so don't be shy about that. Um, as always, make sure to follow our Twitter handle Desktop GMs, and uh, listen to our podcast on basically all podcast platforms. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, yeah, wherever you're listening to it right now, just continue to do that. I always, I always hate when people are like, listen to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Like, where do you think I'm listening to it right now? Of course, I'm listening. It's dumb. Anyway. That's, that's, that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Venmo, again, if you want to support the podcast, it's at Anthony-Maldonado-16. Uh, so, Taylor, Murph, thank you again. And um, good luck, everybody, this weekend. Unless you are, well, I guess you got, I was going to say, unless you're uh, Henson, and then I was going to say whoever y'all are playing, but y'all are playing each other. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Taylor, Thanks. I'll see you next week. We'll call this one the Shave Bowl. This, ah, is, yes. this is the Shave Bowl. All right, every ass. I'll throw it out there. Uh, <laughs> that can't go. That's that's uh, that's iconic. Anyway, all right, everybody. Thank you very much, and uh, have a great week of fantasy football. <laughs>